0: your number one source for election coverage and analysis.
1: This is Gerard at Large.
2: It is 20 minutes after the hour here, are uh, before the hour. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 40 minutes after the hour, 20 minutes too. I do get somewhat disoriented during school board weeks. I had, what, the, although the board meeting Monday night um, was relatively short. I had, what, f- four hours Four hours of uh, of committee meetings the, on Tuesday night, plus the three hours we were in meetings on Monday night. It adds up. And then, of course, well, anyway, we're with Steve Matthew, candidate for Alderman in Manchester's Ward 4, this morning brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatzes He says a renaissance has taken place here in the Queen City. And I think that's a fair statement when you go downtown and see what's happening and all the great things that are moving into the city, the milliard, and, you know, all around. But uh, one of the things the mayor's got his eye on, well, he's crafted a blueprint to harness the energy of the Renaissance. And one of the things he's talking about is safer streets and neighborhoods. Proud of his uh, adding to the police force and saying that as resources become available, he will put even more officers on the streets and in our neighborhoods. Find out more about the mayor's 12-point plan by visiting tedgatzis.com slash plan. That's tedgatzis.com slash plan. So, Steve, um, as you go door to door in your ward, um, well, let me ask you this. What has changed, if anything, in the two years since you first ran and narrowly lost to incumbent Christopher Herbert? Are you hearing anything different from people today as you go
1: door to door than
2: you did two years ago?
1: And if so, what? Well, I think there are a couple of things that have changed dramatically. Uh, first of all, I was a complete unknown um, in in the ward uh, two years ago, and uh, and now people do know me because I've been there for three, four years. Actually, four years now that I've lived there, uh, but I've been in the city for twenty nine years uh so uh, living in the ward now for the last 4 years has given me a pretty good perspective of what's actually happening and seeing things that go on in the neighborhoods is important uh but uh most the most important change that's occurred is people have recognized uh, my opponent for who he is uh they've seen his votes to override the tax cap spending cap uh both on the school board and 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 now on the uh aldermanic board and uh he basically shows no no respect at all for the taxpayers in the city of Manchester, he's basically uh, bought and paid for by some special interests. Uh, he went out and, uh, as as you know, uh, also uh, uh, disrespects the elderly in a large way, saying that we should revoke their tax credits, uh, push them out and send them down to some place in Florida or something uh or, or as he says, they have communities down there for people like that, and they have money, and they have money. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't understand the thinking there. I mean, the senior citizens that are so valuable to our city for for several reasons. First, they're in the neighborhood every day; they see what's going on, they keep an eye on things. Right. Uh, so, so that's importantly. Second, second, uh, they they put no demand on the. On the city for school services, because their kids are all grown and they're they're out of you know so they're a lot of them are just living in their houses, all they want is to be left alone and to live their lives out in peace uh, third thing is their their trash collection is minimal, so you know when from a financial standpoint and and then when you figure that the tax credit accrues against the value of their house and ultimately the city is going to recover it with interest uh they're getting the city will get more interest on their on their recovery from these tax credits than they're going to get on the bonds that they're financing today, so it's it's kind of ludicrous to think that uh, Chris would make these comments and and disparage the senior citizens in that way. Right. And
2: let's, I, I, Josh, I just sent you a link. Uh, we've played this uh, before, but for people unfamiliar with what Christopher tossed Grandmama from her house, uh, Herbert said in Ward Four. Let's take a listen. This was said at a meeting of the joint. Committee on Education, which is uh, made up of three school board members and three aldermen uh, here in the Queen City. He made these comments uh, back in May.
1: I've got an 85-year-old woman that lives across the street, and and she won't give up her house. She's sitting on $350,000, and she can't afford it anymore. And you're saying, give her a tax credit. No, we should have a program that gets her out of the house. Right. I mean we need to get new people to come in and and occupy those houses. We can't be run by the elderly in a city with that that that's foolishness. I mean if you want to go do that you can go down to the
0: communities in uh, outside of Orlando and they have a lot of money. Well I'm 75 years old and I consider <laughs> myself basically elderly but uh I want to keep my house and <laughs> and I'm on a pension so a teaching pension.
1: Well, that was Barbara Shaw responding to yes. uh, his uh, remarks. And, and she's a, a, a Democrat, as he is, and uh, she's a very strong Democrat. But uh, Barbara Shaw has a, a, is a little bit more level-headed, and, and she recognizes that that was a ludicrous statement by by uh, Mr. Herbert. But, and
2: one uh, he did not back off, by the way, or apologize for, in subsequent uh, interviews with the union leader in Fox 25 Boston and others, he stood by those comments, I think, until he realized they were way off the rail, and now he's accusing people of mischaracterizing what he yeah, well, said. Well, yeah, he,
1: he's saying that I'm lying that that he never said that, and and <laughs> I don't even I don't even get into it. I was like, all I tell people is look, listen to the tape. It's 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 all over. You go onto YouTube, you can find yeah. it. You go to the city website. I mean, it's it's all over the place. So, but the, uh, again. People are angry about that, and you know, you asked me the question, "What's changed?" As I walk through the ward, I'll tell you, there are a lot of senior citizens that are very upset yeah. about that remark, and and they they come right at me and said, "I'm voting for you. Uh, that that nut job has got to go." And and I mean, these are their words, and I, those are exact words from one of the the, the uh, people that I met with, and I, I start laughing and I said, "Well, you know." He's done some decent things, and I'm sure that in a lot of ways his heart's in the right place, but his mind, I I see some of the other things. I see some of his writings that uh, deficit spending and debt spending is okay, and there's nothing wrong with it, and it stimulates the the economy and you know he's a true keynesian yeah. in that respect yeah, and
2: now you're i'm uh, in financial services you're in financial services would you ever sit across the, the 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 you know your desk or your conference table with a client who is in debt and say the the key to stimulating your personal economy is to go even deeper into credit card debt yeah because it will provide it'll provide your family with all the stuff that you buy.
1: Yeah. yeah. It'll, all right. it'll, it'll bankrupt the yourself and your family later on, but don't worry about it today because you're going to live for today.
2: We have uh, uh, John DiPietro, school board candidate, Ward 6 on the line. Good morning, John.
0: morning. I had two things about Chris Herbert, and you actually stole a little bit of my thunder with it, the Keynesian comment, but the first thing I was going to say real quick is um, I was leaving the Ed and Joe show last week, and Chris Herbert was entering the studio to do his show. And in that same meeting the one that you just played the clip from, Chris Her- Herbert went on and on about the schools yeah. and about how we're not doing this and we're not doing that, and which he loves to do. He loves to pontificate on and on and on about the schools. And uh, so as he was coming in the studio, Joe Vassar said something to him about school board meetings, and Chris said, oh, I never watch school board meetings. It's been years since I've watched a meeting. <laughs> so I just chimed in and said, well, that doesn't stop you from talking about what's going on in the school board. So he he sits there and, and pontificates endlessly about school board and he admits he never watches a meeting, so there's no way he could even know what's going on. So that was and then I had a question uh, for you, Steve, which had to do with the Keynesian. I mean, Chris Herbert has all these harebrained schemes like uh he wants to develop a city bank and he sits there and and comes up with all of these obscure, bizarre economic theories and he likes to use five syllable words to make himself sound smarter and more educated than everybody else. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about some of those, just some of those, you know, left field theories that he likes to talk about all the time and wants to bring to the city. Thanks.
1: Well, if you're familiar with uh, Paul Krugman, uh, the former New York Times uh, or former economist and uh, current New York Times columnist. Uh, Krugman is a true Keynesian econom- economist and, and believes in government spending or did until Trump took office. Anyway, he was all for government spending while Obama was in office. Now all of a sudden, uh, government spending is a horrible thing. <laughs> all right, so it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but, uh, but anyway, uh, he and Chris Herbert are in the same school. They haven't found a tax increase. They don't like, uh, they haven't found a, a government spending program they don't like. And, uh, and it's interesting that 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 uh that my opponent would criticize the schools because he was a school board member for I, it's my understanding for 12 years, 14, uh, Fourteen years. Terminer, yeah. And uh, for 14 years, uh what did he do on that school board? I can't remember anything notable other than they implemented the common core uh in the city and and, and throughout the state and uh, I know that uh, our education has uh, kind of taken a beating since uh, you know, our education test scores and everything have kind of taken a beating since all of that's been brought into the, uh brought to pass in our city schools. I,
2: I think that came in after he was elected, uh, after he left the school board, because he left the school board to run for mayor against uh, Gatsis okay. uh,
1: several years ago. So the Common Core, I think, came
2: after him, but...
1: um uh, All right, then I, I won't hang that one on him, but... uh as far as going through and putting putting forward programs that really work in the city, um, I don't think that he's got any notable achievements that he can hang his hat on. So, but forgetting about him, it's really a, a, a focus today on where we go from here, you know, and where we go from here is we, we've got to be more practical in what we're doing. Uh, we've got to do a better job of spending the money and the resources that we do have. Uh, and, 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 you know, you know, We've got to bring balance to city hall. We can't have the mayor being outvoted 13 to 1 or 12 to 2 or 11 to 3 on every issue right. that's the of importance to the city.
2: Right. So, I mean, one of the big issues that uh, the city is going to face uh, is every single contract with a union group will be up in the next term. Yep. So in terms of uh, of negotiations, do you, do you have a specific approach, a theory, a thought? How would you, you know, what will you be looking for as an alderman? When everybody—police, fire, school—all the all the unions—are before you looking for a deal.
1: Well, the most important thing is sustainability. I mean, how can you? Uh, you got to look at each one of these contracts and look at the city, look at our projected revenues, look down the road. Let's do, then let's not just look down the road two years. We got to look down the road twenty, twenty-five, thirty years because any type of these contracts that include uh, pensions and long-term liabilities have to be factored in. And how's that going to affect the city? So it's going to be important to get together with uh, with Mr. Sanders and uh, and the other city folks finance in the office, city finance office, and figure out you know what are our long term liabilities? Can we sustain this? Does it make sense? Uh, is it fair? Because the city, definitely, the city employees uh, deserve to have a a decent contract and make a good uh, wage. Because they're, you know, most of them do a great job. You know, I see a lot of things happening around the city that I'm very pleased with, and I, I get, you know, the, the police department. I think we've got a, 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 an outstanding police force there. These are, uh, for by and large, policemen that that aren't wearing their egos on their shirts. They're out there doing their jobs every day, and they, they keep their mouths shut, and they do a great job, and they're, they're respectful towards our citizens. So, you know, certainly these people deserve to be treated with respect. The key is we've got to make this sustainable, and it's got to be sustainable for them as well as for the city residents that are going to have to pick up the, the the tax tab to pay these things. So if we can provide the balance where we can increase the business revenue uh, to uh, overcome and to, to prevent uh, tax increases so that we can fund the, the city contracts at, a, at a, a palatable level for everybody involved, that that's going to be where we've – or that's the direction that we have to head in.
2: The uh, opioid crisis, of course, is on everybody's mind. The, the mayor's big push now, and it, he's been talking about this for some time, but uh, he's really put a, a, a bright – spotlight on housing uh finding safe housing so that people in recovery particularly if they're you know they're part of the drug court program or other rehabilitation program um recovery program uh don't have to go back to the, the neighborhoods and places where the drugs are being done or 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 bought where do you see the uh opioid crisis what is the city doing enough um what what do you see as the next steps
1: well, I really can't comment intelligently on that issue because I haven't looked at it closely enough. Uh, I haven't had any direct uh, confrontations with or, or, or interactions with uh, people that are involved in it. I think at this point I'd have to do a lot more listening from uh, Chief Willard and also the mayor to see what's being done. Also, I know that uh, former Mayor uh, uh, Frank uh, Ginta had uh, chaired some drug task force. Uh, and, and they had come up with a number of ideas. And so until I've had a chance to sit down with them and, and listen to the all sides and get an idea of what some of the better ideas are, I really can't comment intelligently on that issue.
2: Any specific uh, Ward 4 type of issues or other city issues? We have about uh, two minutes left to go. So any specific Ward 4 or other issues that you want to you know highlight in your discussion here?
1: Well, there are a couple. Uh, one is uh, I'd like to see a, uh, the, the sidewalks. Um, taken care of because we've got a lot of kids walking to a lot of schools in our ward and, and uh, the sidewalks are in a real disrepair. So I'd like to see some of those things taken care of. And I've heard that complaint from a number of the folks as we walk the wards. Uh, there are other issues Tripped over a few
2: tree roots, have you?
1: Yeah, that's happened a few times. I, you know, walk to work oftentimes because we're uh, we're not that far from our office. We're less than a mile from our now office. You and
2: I are neighbors. Did you know that?
1: I, yeah, you're right around the corner. Are you on Pearl Street? Orange. Orange Street. Okay. Yeah, so two blocks over. Yeah. So you know, walking down uh, the the hill and 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 to the office, you see that that that's a potential pr- a problem that could be addressed, uh, and you know that'll be a discussion that I'll have with the, the you know the city the proper city department at the time. Uh, in addition to that uh we've got i've heard a number of complaints about certain areas where uh traffic people are just blowing through stop signs uh with uh, you know and 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 leaving some of the the local kids in a dangerous situation so uh, you know i have a discussion with the police department about maybe doing a little policing up there making sure that we uh, slow those people down and and uh but uh by and large uh, the the ward is uh it's a very comfortable ward to live in and and uh with the with a few pockets that are a little disconcerting um, most of the things are going pretty well in that ward so no no real uh, challenges there right
2: well give give uh, give people a sense for where the ward is because you're generally generally um what is it south of bridge
1: uh actually if you take uh or pearl street uh yeah. and pearl street runs south of pearl street to uh Merrimack Street, uh, and Merrimack running all the way to Hanover, and from Union Street up to Route 93. So from Union Street to 93, it's kind of that box. Uh, So Union Street, Pearl Street, Merrimack uh, to Hanover, and then up to 93.
2: Yes, and I I have to say I've done a fair amount of door-to-door in your ward with Mark Flanders, who's running for the school board, and the one thing I've always just not liked about Ward 4 is it's very hilly territory. Lots of hills there and to get to a lot of houses, lots of steps up and down.
1: <laughs> oh, Rich, I'm a, I'm a hockey player, so uh, you know, it doesn't bother me. Well, actually, my my legs are strong and I, I I'm still in pretty good shape. I just did my my 10th uh, sprint triathlon 2 weeks ago and I uh, my, my time this year was actually almost 10 minutes better than last year, so I was wow. very, very Unfortunately, my wife still beat me. Gene, Gene <laughs> if you're listening, you know, I I've just given you the plug. You did beat me. I understand. <laughs> She's younger, cuter, and faster than I am. So,
2: Steve Mar- uh, Steve Matthew, I was said Steve Martin. Steve Matthew, candidate for school uh, for alderman in Ward Four. I'm all over the place this morning. If people want yeah, to reach Steve you. Steve
1: Martin's a crazy, crazy guy. So, please, a
2: wild and crazy guy. Uh, so, uh, where where can people reach you if they want to uh,
1: learn more about the campaign? We got less than uh, what two weeks. Yeah, the uh, campaign. Uh, you can reach me on my cell phone at 603-722-8039. 603-722-8039. At 722 uh, 8039, or you can go to our web page, which is Matthew for That's Matthew spelled M A T H I E U for Alderman.webs.com. Uh, also, you can email me at Elect Steve at Gmail.com. All so, right. Anyway, uh, I hope to gain, garner your votes in, uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, hopefully we can help continue to move this city forward.
2: And that's M A T H I E U, Steve, M A T H I E U, at gmail.com. Steve, it's always a pleasure to have you in the house. Good to. This is the first time in both election cycles, I think, I've actually interviewed you. I think you've usually come in when I've had a guest, a I- guest
1: host. I thought I was with you two years ago, but I, might, I don't remember.
2: I, uh, neither do I. Yeah. Too many interviews, too much time. Steve Matthew, yeah. appreciate you being with us. Well, thanks for having me, Rich. Traffic Weather Sports.